0: Morning scripture readings are taken from uh, first from Psalm 148 and then from uh, Paul's letter to the Colossians, chapter 1, verses 15 to 17. So, first, Psalm 148. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord from the heavens, praise him in the heights above, praise him, all his angels, praise him, all his heavenly hosts, praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you shining stars. Praise him, you highest heavens and you waters above the skies. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for at his command they were created. And he established them forever and ever. He issued a decree that will never pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures and all ocean depths. Lightning and hail, snow and clouds, stormy winds that do his bidding. You mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all cattle, small creatures and flying birds, kings of the earth and all nations, you princes and all rulers on earth, young men and women, old men and children. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted. His splendor is above the earth and the heavens. And he has raised up for his people a horn, the praise of all his faithful servants of Israel, the people close to his heart. Praise the Lord. And then from Colossians 1, 15 to 17. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him, all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Good morning. morning. So last Saturday, we were playing uh, in a baseball tournament. And then as we're playing, we got this message on our phones, right, with that warning. I've never seen it before, but the first time ever that there's this huge storm coming. I'm like, what? I don't see any storm. But, you know, you look out in the distance and you see these clouds moving over. And so we're like, well, we got this warning. We should at least pack up just in case something happens. So we're just waiting and waiting. We packed everything up. And then within a few moments from a beautiful day came this storm. All of us ran into the car, sat in the car, and, and then it just came, right? The wind, the rain, the hail. And we were all by this, this power of the storm. And we started you know, messaging each other, are you guys okay, blah, blah, blah. And then for a whole week, People are still talking about it. I have here some pictures for you from that day. Our friends were sharing these pictures on, on WhatsApp of the trees that fell from that storm. And I think this is kind of crazy but cool how a storm such as that just puts us in our place. It makes realize that we're not maybe in control and that we're reminded that there's something bigger and greater than we are. A few weeks ago, I was in Nova Scotia with my family, and we went to Peggy's Cove, because that's what you do, and we went there to visit, and, and we we're by the waves and, and looking at the, the waters crashing in, and they have a sign there that says, just be careful. Don't, get to, don't, get, don't go on the black rocks, because if you go on the black rocks, you can get sucked in by the waves and, and die, and there have been people who have been killed by such, uh, uh, I guess, um, I was going to say idiosity, but just, you know, by being too close to the water. So let me show you a video of while we were there and what happened. Come on. So, you know, as a parent, you're worried, right? We were like like hawks, just making sure our kids won't go too far because you know you're worried that they, they fall in. And I don't know if you heard, but one of our family members talked about how that person would accept their fate if they fall in and just <laughs> just let the waves take them. <laughs> so when we're confronted by such, by such power. What can we do really, right? We could just accept our fate. Uh, and the best word to describe when we see that kind of power and, and, and majesty is the response that you probably heard from my kids of saying, Whoa, right? Like, whoa. You know, the word whoa was used for horses, to get horses to stop. You say, whoa, right? And you, you stop horses. But it's also used now as a way to say, stop when something unexpected or amazing gives you pause. So for instance, the smoothie I made this morning was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> or, or in our case, the waves crashing on the rocks was like, whoa. We had to pause and recognize the wonder of such a force. So we read in Psalm 148, the psalmist who writes the, with the phrase and starts with it, praise the Lord. The word he uses here is hallelujah, but we translate it as uh, praise the Lord. And he, this, this psalmist, in fact, bookends the psalm with the phrase hallelujah or praise the Lord by starting and ending the psalm with that phrase, praise the Lord. The psalm is called... Is a call to worship God. It's, it's inviting the congregation to come and worship God. And remember, a psalm is, is just a song or a poem. And here the song is written with two sections. The first section of the psalm is a call for those in heaven to praise the Lord. And then the second section of the psalm is a call for those on earth to praise the Lord. So on, under heaven, we see praise the Lord from the heavens, praise Him in the heights above, Praise Him, all His angels. Praise Him, all His heavenly hosts. Praise Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all you shining stars. Praise Him, you highest heavens and you waters above the skies so the rain. And on earth we see, praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures and all ocean depths. Lightning and hail, snow and clouds, stormy winds that do His bidding. You mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all cattle. "...small creatures and flying birds, kings of the earth and all nations, you princes and all rulers on earth, young men and women, old men and children." They both have a descending order from something higher to something lower, angels and heavenly hosts, sun, moon, and rain. And on earth, he starts with sea creatures, but then continues to descend down from big to small." And many of these things mirror the Genesis story of God's creation. And the songwriter is calling everyone and everything, whether in heaven or on earth, to praise the Lord because God is the one who created both the heavens and the earth. Do you know what the size of the universe is? The universe, or I should say, they say the observable universe. So what we can observe is 93 billion light-years wide. One light-year is counting how far a light will travel in one year. <clears throat> and light travels at 1.07 billion kilometers per hour. So in perspective, on the highway, we drive 100 kilometers per hour, right? <laughs> or 1.7 or or one one hundred and twenty for some of us or more. Whereas light travels at one point zero seven billion kilometers per hour. I was trying to even figure out because you know I, I was Googling it, right? And I'm like and I saw the number and they just gave me a row of numbers and it didn't say billion or million. I I couldn't count the decimal points to even know what that was. So I had to Google it. And, you know, it took a little while, but I got to it, yeah. And so, yeah, it's 1.07 billion kilometers per hour. So light in one year travels 9.46 trillion kilometers. So 93 billion light years, which is our universe, is 9.6 trillion kilometers times 93 billion. Like, that's just numbers we can't even fathom, right? It's so huge. I don't even know if you could even write that down on paper if you were to just write out all the decimal points. In a similar fashion, but in an opposite direction, I just found out that the the smallest thing in the universe is a quark. People once thought grains of sand were were the building blocks of, of what we see around us. Then the atom was discovered, and it was thought indivisible, until it was split to reveal protons, neutrons, and electrons inside. These also, people thought, were the fundamental particles of, of our universe before scientists discovered that protons and neutrons are made of three quarks each. And that's just because that's the only thing we can actually view at the moment. So whether we look to the heavens or to, and, and to the far galaxies of what we can observe, or, or whether we look to the smallest things, the molecules and particles, we come to realize that we cannot understand it all And the only response we can have is in worship and praise. And after each section of the list of things and beings that are to praise the Lord, the songwriter gives the reasons for us to worship God. And he starts with the same phrase, let them praise the Lord. So you see this in verse 5 and then verse 13. In heaven, let them praise the name of the Lord, for at his command they were created And he established them forever and ever. He issued a decree that will never pass away. And on earth let them praise the name of the Lord. For his name alone is exalted. His splendor is above the earth and the heavens. And he has raised up for his people a horn. The praise of all his faithful servants of Israel. The people close to his heart. The heavens should praise God. Because the Lord created everything by his word. He spoke. The world into being and established it forever, and it will never fade away. The earth should praise God because He is the only one who is worthy of our praise. His splendor, His glory is above earth and heavens. And yet, this God who is so high, so lofty, so unattainable, is also God who is intimately involved in choosing a nation. Choosing a specific family and a very specific person named Jesus through all is blessed. Enough that he calls them people close to his heart. This God who created the heavens and, and the earth with just his word is, only, is the only God who is to be worshipped because this God of creation has decided to be with his people and save the cosmos through Jesus. John chapter 1, verse 1 to 3, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. John here mirrors what was written in John, uh, Genesis chapter 1 with the phrase, In the beginning. In Genesis 1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And in John 1, the apostle John writes, In the beginning was the Word. By the word of God, the heavens and the earth were created. What John is saying here is, is that Jesus is not just another Greek God, but rather He is that Jesus is the one true God who existed before time, is the one through whom all creation was made. And one of the earliest Psalms of the church was in Colossians chapter 115. Here we see Paul reciting a poem that the early church sang together and that was read to us today. The sun is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things and in him all things hold together. In the church of uh, Colossae, there were a group of people who believed that our body was evil and that even the material things were not, were not good, so we should live by avoiding all things physical. They also seemed to put Jesus in a lower place than who he was and worshipped other heavenly beings like, like angels. So here through this poem, Paul reminds the church that Jesus is not just another being, But the very image of God, he is the supreme being, even over angels, and is the one whom all things were created through and for. Jesus is the creator of all things, and through his death and resurrection on the cross, he becomes the firstborn of among the dead, and is bringing all things under his rule through this new creation. This means that creation is not evil, nor will it just fade away, but in Christ, all things in heaven and on earth will be made right and whole because Jesus is God. We do not believe in just a personal Savior. Jesus isn't just a personal Savior, but a cosmic Savior who rights the wrongs and reconciles all things back to himself. This is why we care for creation, not because we worship creation, but because Jesus himself is the creator, and as, his, as part of his redemptive work, is not only redeeming us, but all of creation, all of the universe. Now, some of you may be thinking, you know, sure, I appreciate that you like creation and nature, but I don't really like bugs, nor do I care about bugs especially mosquitoes, you know, that, that seems to be a common thing that comes up. And I don't want to be outside more than necessary, and I don't really connect with nature as you do. Like, how am I supposed to worship God and be all by nature if I don't really like it? And I had this same conversation with someone else who really didn't connect with worship. And they're like, you know, I don't like singing songs. You know, I'm not like a music person. So I asked them, well, what are you into? And he's into math. I'm like, sure, sure, <laughs> sure. But you know, he's a math professor, so he's really into math. And, you know, he would tell me like he would just do math problems on while he's commuting to work because he just likes it and enjoys it. So I'm like, you know, that's great for you. And I said, you know what? God created math, and the fact that you're passionate about math. To me, says that God has made you to connect with Him through math. So worship God through math. That joy you get, that life-giving feeling you get when you're doing math—you <laughs> know, it's—I'm it's, sure, I'm sure for some people it is, right? Well, then do it, and be—you know—when you feel like alive. Guess what? That is God. That's the image of God in math that God has created you to enjoy and to connect with so that that will point you to God and to worship God. In the same way, whatever you connect with in in creation, whether it's the arts, a good book, science, you know, culture, sports, this is all part of God's creation. And anything and everything in creation points to Jesus who is all in all. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him, all his angels. Praise him, all his heavenly hosts. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you shiny stars. Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures and all ocean depths. Lightning and hail, snow and clouds. What is interesting about this psalm is that the psalmist doesn't just say humans should praise God. As right? so humans, you have the ability to, to sing and, and praise God. So you praise God. He, and he also includes angels and heavenly hosts. But then he also includes inanimate objects such as the sun and the moon and those shining stars to praise the Lord. The sea creatures, yeah, I get they, they make sound. And snow and hail, sure, when they fall, you know, there's, there's sound. But how are stars and the moon, or how are they supposed to praise God? It's just... You know, in poetic, figurative language, right? Like, stars can't sing, can they? In 2011, I went to a conference in St. Louis and heard a speaker named Louis Giglio. And I learned at that conference that stars actually make noise. And that these stars in space, they, they oscillate at different speeds and cause different sounds. And so he shared a sound of a neutron star called the Vela pulsar. And so I want you to hear what this star sounds like. That's where it is, yeah. To me, that sounds like an MRI machine. I don't know if you've ever been in one. Like, make the weirdest sounds, but okay. And then here's another group of pulsars in a place called 47 Tuck in the constellation of uh, Tucana. So let's hear that one. Pretty cool. And in this conference, Louis Giglio speaks about how, you know, this, we've already looked at how vast the universe is. And it really doesn't make sense for that size that the universe was created for human beings. Like, it's way too big to house us, right? Just to house us, like, God, why don't you just make our solar system and then that's it. What, why build such a big universe that we can't even fathom or imagine? one thing he said about that that was so cool was that, well, because it wasn't made for us, it wasn't made to house us. It was made to reflect the grandness of God. So then the infinite size and scope of the universe is just right because it reflects the glory of our God. That's how big he is. That's how grand he is. So when we reflect on just the vastness of the universe, that it reflects the vastness of the one who created it with just the word, the mystery of creation is that Jesus is the one who created the universe and is the one in whom all things were created for. Our response to such a God is to stop and say, whoa, and join the stars and angels in worshiping God. So I want to just end our time with that night when I was there at this conference, and Louis Giglio put together this little sound clip. So I want us to just end with that this morning.
2: And I just tried to imagine what would it sound like if you could just for a second be God and hear what he hears. I can't get us there tonight, but I, I came close. I had a friend who helped me with this little iPad program. And, and, and I'm not a DJ, but I, I just a little thing, just quickly, and I, I want you to see how this works. I, I brought this guy in. Um, he's um, not somebody that we had uh, going already, but um, I brought one guy in. He, he should, you should be hearing him by now. I don't know. Are we Are we on? Yeah, if we could get just a little more volume, that'd be great. Thank you very much. Just even a little more volume would be fantastic. Thank you. I'm kind of maxed out here. There we go. This guy, we didn't look at his picture. He's PSR B0329 54. And he's only rotating one and a half times per second, which is not all that much, but we need him in our little experiment we're going to do here, okay? Um, and then we had the Vela Pulsar. You remember the Vela Pulsar, right? So that's that guy. But that's a little too fast for what we're trying to do, so we're going to slow that down, okay? Now this is unedited. It's just two pulsars slowed down and put in sync with each other. It's not a real groovy crowd I know but I I know where I am but it's kind of groovy if you hear it and some of you want to nod a little bit but you don't know if that's allowed at a reform meeting and so um, you just do as the spirit leads but isn't that cool that's just two pulsars and so we're going to put the millisecond guys in there the ones you just heard here they come I was asking what you're asking because some people some people need it really clear. Like what are they singing? And we tried this and you just got to know this is unedited. We just dropped this on. And this is what happened. This is what they might be singing.